Each wave of sightings adds to the accumulation of reports which defy analysis by present methods. An investigative process in death is necessary here if, after 20 years of confusion, we want some answers. The Interplanetary Podcast. The exploration of space for the benefit of all humankind. Your hosts in England and Sweden. Matthew Russell and Lynn Bolt Christmas. Oh yeah, baby. J. Allen Hynek. Doctor ufologist. A ufologist. Which is apparently yeah. a real term, I guess, because it's such a real science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was mm-hmm. mean. Right off the mm-hmm. gate. Right out the gate. I'm already <laughs> sliding. <laughs> well, yeah, this Joseph Allen Hynek, he was always very disappointed that scientists weren't taking UFOs seriously. And so there's lots of quotes from him about, you know, you know, why sh- why shouldn't we take it seriously? Yeah. Why is everyone being so mean to me? And why <laughs> and maybe, you know, if we took it seriously and we solved the UFO problem, we'd have a a quantum leap in Oof. understanding the universe. Those are big words. A bit of a stretch. He's I guess most famous, get this. So in 1972 he wrote a book called the UFO experience, a scientific inquiry, <laughs> and and that that is the book that uh, introduces the phrase "close encounter." <gasps> yes, of uh, the different degrees. Of the different <laughs> degrees, yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's what we're talking about today, right? UFOs. Yeah, UFOs. It's it's all about UFOs because they're back in the news. Brackets, close encounters. <laughs> Brackets, close <laughs> encounters. It's it's such a strange subject, isn't it? It's are you are you a sci-fi kind of guy? I love sci-fi. I believe that there is a high possibility that there are extraterrestrials out there in the universe somewhere. Yes. Why why wouldn't I believe that? Of course. Although you know the chances of us ever having a conversation with extraterrestrials that are intelligent enough to have conversations. I think he's pretty low. right. Well, this is something you and I spoke about recently where, I mean, even if we found some really irrefutable evidence, like there is 110% definitely aliens, they are waving at us, they've got the neon sign, they've got the welcoming fruit basket, like they want to hang out. Even if that happened, that would not be like a quick Zoom call, start chatting away because everything's so far <laughs> away. And I, I really blame yeah. like the... <laughs> All the movies, all the aliens that swoop down, blow up the White House, and then they leave. Like, it would really be a long-scale encounter, Shorty, if it was of any kind of closeness degree. (laughs) Yeah, well, you'd start seeing the things coming from a long way away, right? Although, I suppose we didn't see a muamua coming in. (laughs) And actually, a muamua is one of those things where um, it was preposterous how certain scientists... Yeah, let's not jumped name on names. it as though it was an alien sail mm-hmm. and things like that. Oh, it's definitely that's what it is, and it's it's a weird. Well, we'll talk about it, won't we? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's the it's that crossover between UFO and flying saucers. Oh, that, yeah, exactly. There's a broad, there's a bunch of things that are quote flying in space that we have no idea what they are. <laughs> um, but then, like entering the atmosphere, that's when you're starting to get into into like tinfoil hat territory. The the bit that I want to dig into later on is that whole idea of why there's a jump from something being an unidentified object mm-hmm. 
to being an alien. <laughs> yeah. Little green man in tin cans. Obviously, the reason why we wanted to talk about it is actually because uh, one of our listeners, Jelly Sock, suggested Hi, it. They wanted to they wanted to look into into this Nimitz thing. You know, the, the sort of that latest release of mm, all those oh, yeah. videos that the ones called Go Fast course, and Tic Tac and all those yeah. kind of and Gimbal, <laughs> and and so that that all those ones are sort of sort of stoked the fire up again and. The reason why I thought it was funny was because I was watching YouTube and Russell Brand, who seems to have gone completely off the rails oh, recently. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like, it, but his sort of take on it was so bizarre. I was thinking, but you're an intelligent person. You surely you realise that because the military are admitting that there's UFOs, that's different to the American military admitting there's aliens oh, yeah. invading the earth. This, it's like, you do know there's a difference between those two sentences. <laughs> yeah, Some, something <laughs> I've always thought is like, especially taking into context that the, the kind of pop culture idea of the flying saucer uh, kind of thing comes a lot from the Cold War era. And trust me, there's definitely good reason for the government to be like, oh, that thing you saw? Uh, yep. Oh, you think it's aliens? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go with that. Um, sure. <laughs> there was a lot of things that were being very, um, that were being experimented with and, and to tell the public, um, actually we're planning X, Y, and Z, uh, <laughs> was probably a lot riskier than just being like, yes, wink, UFOs. Boy, that's, that's pretty interesting. You guys should look into that for the next 50 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Actually, when you see things like when those Falcon 9 launches are at night mm -hmm. and they have those big, enormous jellyfish-style yeah. <laughs> structures up in the sky, and you can easily see that when they were doing early tests of of rockets yeah. and, and aeroplanes and, miss and particularly yeah. missile systems, you could have aerial phenomena oh, like that. Very which, much. Of course, yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. Governments would be more than happy that people think that they're aliens. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about them in that sense. Um, so here's, here's, here's some little history nuggets. Ooh, is nuggets. They haven't always been called UFOs. They're sometimes referred to as unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs. Maybe people were getting which, confused which, that it's not UAF. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> or, or, or OAPs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is an entirely different exactly. thing. I, I've, I've often walked down the high street and there's lots of OAPs yeah. getting in my way, <laughs> but, but, but not UAPs. No. There's the ETH, which is associated with it, and ETH is the extraterrestrial hypothesis. Mm. So, and this is, the bit that, this is the bit that I don't get. I don't get why we have to jump from one to the other. Yeah. And, of course, it, back in the... 30s and 40s, flying saucers was the name that people gave them. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that people thought they were. And what's what's strange about that is funny that no one spotted flying saucers until sci-fi and TV and films and comic books right. started talking about <laughs> flying saucers. But then suddenly people started seeing flying saucers. It's a bit of a coincidence, uh, is it Which not? is obviously explained because the aliens were watching our TVs and being like, crap, they're on to us. Might as well show up. Might as well ditch the invisibility <laughs> cloak, right? <laughs> That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, and <laughs> and here's, here's the question that I want to ask you is, why is it that now everyone has a really good camera 
on them at all times. Yep. Like everyone's got like an iPhone uh-huh. or a Google Pixel or whatever, and and everyone's got one. And people <laughs> have got even better cameras than that as well. Yet there still no one seems to manage to get. A <laughs> There's good still the video same amount of, photo of, of photos being taken. There. You're yeah. totally right. I mean, when was the last time anyone saw Bigfoot too? Suddenly, with the loss of yeah, there's a, <laughs> the well, loss <yeah>. of grainy. <laughs> well, of course, Bigfoot is is part of the alien conspiracy. He's the leader, yeah, maybe. He's yeah. the pilot. He's, he's the or, or maybe they come to rescue <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. That's why they're rushing to get here. They actually dropped him <laughs> off in 1948, and they've been trying to get him back ever since. Mm. Now, here is one. Did you know the word Foo Fighter? No, yeah. Is from is 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 another term for UFOs? Really? Yeah. Because Dave Grohl so is Bigfoot. This. Case closed. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're. Called. Well, big broken foot yeah. as well. Sometimes <laughs> he's he's um yeah no yeah wow, no, fighter yeah it's from the second yeah it's from the Second World War. Allied pi- pilots would see mysterious phenomena in the skies, mm. and of course they were convinced it was the Nazis with, uh you know technology right. beyond beyond us yeah. so they were all in a panic about it right? understandable and uh and these radar operators were using phrases from cartoon books <laughs> from the 30s yeah. so there was a sort of uh, these series of cartoons where words in the in the speech bubbles would sometimes be the word foo would be in there as a kind of nonsense like a word. bang kapow foo bang yeah Ping. bang kapow Gnupchuts or whatever yeah. the word Russian word for bang was. <laughs> and foo was one of them. And so uh, this Donald J. Myers coined the phrase those effing foo <laughs> fighters. Every time they would get these weird radar blips. I love that. In the, yeah. And from 1944, <clears throat> they had to be officially reported. Because, of course, what makes sense, doesn't it, that the US Air Force mm. are going to say, actually, we should treat these very seriously, right. and rightly so, because because you've got They're this... They're at war. Even, even during the Cold War yeah. and during, you know, times where you're keeping an eye on what your enemies are up right. to, what your potential enemies are up to, you do need to know what the hell's going on and whether there's planes in the right place, wrong place. Yeah, of course, of course. Whether there's, you know, new types of plane that you've not thought mm. of. In the early 50s, they actually bring out a regulation that it has to be reported. They're called UFOBs at that time, UFOBs, which I don't know what the B stood for. Hmm. But um, they used that term in the Regulation 202, 1953. Yeah. And there's a line in there that kind of sums it up, really, is that the possibility exists that an air vehicle of revolutionary configuration <laughs> may be developed. Oh. As a result of people, you know, using the evidence of what yeah. they see, maybe there's either someone else <clears> has <throat> got it or using this unknown phenomena, maybe we can design better aircraft ourselves. So, you know, it's possible threat to US security yeah. and possible learning Possible inspiration for plagiarism. Possible inspiration, yeah. <laughs> for Military plagiarism, plagiarism or learning from yeah or learning from nature in the same way that you watch a seagull yeah, yeah. and how well it flies you go well maybe uh, let's look yeah, at the yeah, wing yeah. design Absolutely. of how it's doing all that kind of stuff and so they so i guess you know they they've looked at nature and already aircraft designer are kind of based on on That's inspiration true. from nature right so 
it, it makes sense that these things are being reported. So those are UFOs, right? Yeah. So th there's in, nothing really extraordinary about that at all, is there? It's, it's I mean, <laughs> it's literally unidentified in the sense that we don't yeah. know more than that. But that's, <laughs> the things that we don't know is a pretty wide category. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, a UFO definitely isn't alien technology, because if it was, we <laughs> would have identified it as yeah, exactly. <laughs> alien technology. So it's it, it, a UFO is like literally the opposite yeah. of that. Yeah. Do you know what I think? So I literally don't know I, what it is. I just think humans love a drama, and we just love to, I mean, make that assumption, because it's way more interesting than weather balloons, <laughs> to just, to you know, <laughs> fantasize a little bit. I mean, I... I wasn't actually, for someone who studies space, I wasn't very into like sci-fi stuff growing up, actually. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm more of like a eternal sunshine of the spotless mind type of sci-fi, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, less laser guns, more abstract reality, depression, time bending. Um, and mm. um, But I do love, 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 love like that 50s, 60s, Cold War era, like art style of like, uh, UFOs and crazy futuristic, like retro futurism. I, 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 I love that stuff. And um, I, I, it's just fun, I guess, right? Yeah, well, it's very romantic, isn't it? There's definitely a romanticism yeah. about flying saucers and, 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 and something like to that. come and pick us up and whisk us away from this horrible world. All that good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, one of the biggest incidents was in your home country in sweden we have aliens yeah. sweden had notable <laughs> alien incursions i knew it no we call those danish people usually <laughs> we call them the yeah. french <laughs> we've all got one <laughs> so the, the swedish yeah they had this thing called ghost rockets i have never heard of that to be fair you would have been extremely unborn at this point in 1946 <laughs> Extremely unborn on the spectrum of, of unboredness. How, how unborn are we talking? My guess is about 40 odd years unborn. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> so this is back in 1946. 2,000 sightings. 2,000 sightings. Yeah, of, of what looked like rockets being fired. Some of these were picked up by radar as well. So 200 huh. actually got verified by radar sightings as well. And sometimes authorities recovered physical fragments what? of the ghost. That doesn't rockets. sound very ghosty. Yeah. That's no. Well, it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll get onto it because initially they thought, well, this must be the Russians yes. testing V V two rockets outright. So this is the era where the Russians and the Americans yeah. have, have managed to grab as much as they can from the collapse of von braun's v2 rocket building right factors, yeah and and have basically got them and started to, to to test them and the russians are testing them perhaps and maybe that's what can be seen from sweden mm, yeah because of as you we know we have a rich history of suspecting little, russians yeah and you've got little russian islands we do, nearby. We do. is that right you've well got, we've got the the baltic Sea. They're out, out in the Baltic yeah. Sea. There's those, I can't remember what they're called now, but there's a couple of Russian kind of archipelagos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We find there. submarines there all the uh, time. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, submarines are everywhere. But the, so the Swedish authorities decide to make this secret mm. because they realise that if it is Russian rockets, and this is interesting, if it is Russian rockets, what they don't want is Swedish people 
helping the Russians with their investigations into rockets. In other words, if Swedish people are saying, saying yes, we saw this rocket here. Oh, right. Yes, it, it landed at coordinates. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, so that then the Russians know, oh, yeah, that's what we must have done right, wrong. Right, 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 or right. That's what we must have done right. So uh, the Swedish government sort of clamped down on it. And the US decided to come over and have a little look to see what was Fun. going on. Not only that, the British and the Greek armies who were sort of based near yeah. there also started seeing it. Cool. Um, Did they ever find out what it was? It's almost certainly meteor showers. Cool. Because a lot of the sightings happened in in those meteor yeah. showers. Hey, times. yeah, that's uh, that's a person. What is it called? The August meteor shower. Uh, yeah. So I think it that's was roughly around then. Actually, yeah, yeah. What has the meteors got against Sweden then? Isn't that weird then that it would only be hitting? Well, I, I, it's, I think it's one of those things. Imagine like you live in a town and someone says, God, have you seen these ghost rockets? And then everyone goes <laughs> yeah. out at night and starts looking for them. The thing is, if everyone went out, you'd see meteors true, all the time. That's true. And I was going to say, 2,000 sightings, was that like five people or 2,000 people? <laughs> Could it be oh, like, yeah, that's, that it's just good, that... Gunnar and Bjorn and like Elspeth who were stood in the street and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see them all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there might be more to it than just meteors. Maybe there is some other aerial yeah. phenomena in Sweden. Maybe it was Russian missile testing. Maybe it was Swedish military And they were like, oh, well. oh yeah, must be the Russians, you guys. Oh, must be the Russians, so yeah. weird. It's annoying because there was a Greek weapons designer mm. who had something to do with the the fuse on the A bomb and things oh, like wow. that. So he was, yeah. So he he was a pretty eminent guy, mm. and he said that the investigation got shut down because U.S. officials were afraid to admit of superior technology against which we have no possibility of defense. <laughs> so that, that was his reasoning that the U.S. But shut does it that down. mean aliens? But it's fine. <laughs> Wow, this is it. I mean, does it mean aliens? For me, that means, no, that they are actually worried. If they are, it means the US are actually worried about what the well, Russians exactly. are Well, exactly. That to me right? would be like the US officials are scared that the Russians are going to find out that they're investigating it. And then when they come up close, they're going to be like, yes, they don't know what it is. Mm, and none of this rocket debris that was ever collected yeah. was metal or or... Rocket well, that was going to be my next like question. That. Was it like yeah. minerals and rocks and like porous uh, it was materials? Normally things like yeah, <laughs> it was normally things like meteorites. <laughs> the Russians are making meteorite rockets and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> the aliens <laughs> made of <laughs> made of the same stuff as meteorites, yeah. so that if one goes off course, they can claim that it was a meteorite. It's that would clever, be clever. Right? Or or the aliens. You know, there's there's a lot of meteorites in space. How do you think the aliens are building their spaceships? Hello. Put two and two together. Yeah. <laughs> now, the British had two pretty big investigations into the UFO phenomena. Um, one was called the UK's Flying Saucer Working Party. <laughs> I love that. The Flying Saucers <laughs> must be socialist, right? So. <laughs> well, exactly. Flying Saucers yeah. Workers Party. They really believe it, in unions. It, it does sound like one of those ridiculous parties that that we have in this country where people are standing on a, a silly ticket, <laughs> yeah, not, right. you know, raving lords, such type thing, uh, that UK's Flying Saucer Working Party. And I they 
had a final report in June 1951, which was immediately declared top secret Ooh. and kept secret for 50 years. Oh my gosh. So you can imagine the excitement. Yeah. When it was like opened up, it's like, here we go. We're going to find out about UFOs. And this is what it said. The working party concluded that all UFO sightings could be explained as misidentifications <laughs> of ordinary <laughs> objects or phenomena, optical illusions, psychological misperceptions, aberrations or hoaxes. Oh, we accord <laughs> We accordingly recommend very strongly... That no further investigation <laughs> of reported mysterious aerial phenomena be undertaken unless and until some material evidence becomes available. I love that. Sign me up to this party. I'm reinstating it just <laughs> to tell people about this. <laughs> well, well, the, it looks like it was reinstated. Really? Because there was, a, like, yeah. So the, yes. the there was another UFO study mm. by the Ministry of Defence in the UK called... Project Codine, Ooh. which is a very condine, con, con, condine, condigan, condine. Yeah. yeah, I think it's condine. Yeah. It's, a, it it's an alien named speak. after someone. Should... Yeah, it's alien speak. <laughs> Between 1996 and 2000, they did another report, and guess what it said? Um, go on. It went. No artefacts of unknown or unexplained origin have been reported or handed to the UK authorities. Despite thousands of UAPs, there is no evidence that any UAPs seen in the UK air defence region are incursions by air objects of any intelligence, <laughs> extraterrestrial oh, or foreign, or that they represent any hostile intent. <laughs> so... The whole Ministry of Defence UFO department, including the website, everything, was shut down after that. Wow. And, because it was like, there's just simply Thousands no point doing this. Thousands of jobs lost. <laughs> that, well, and £50,000 a year apparently wow. saved to the British taxpayer. No, no way. I, I so want to pay that. I want to pay that again. That's yeah, I mean, cooler. that's, that's, that, 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 that's ba barely a wage, yeah. isn't it? So. They it must have been like two it's people. It's not like they could have been doing much work. <laughs> not even two time. people. I mean, it's like 2009, 50,000 yeah. quid. That's not even an office <laughs> and, a, and a, <laughs> a computer and, a, and, a, and an intern. It was just this one guy who was getting really <laughs> annoying during the other meetings. They were yeah. like, Ben, just go work somewhere oh. else. Just do the UFO thing for a bit. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, lo I love the idea that there could be anything in the UK, in the US, anywhere that some kind of literally unidentified object could enter their airspace and not be immediately blown up by like whatever <laughs> US Walmart machine gun horrible thing exists everywhere. Like, I don't think, I don't think if something was flying over any kind of airspace that was even remotely monitored and we genuinely didn't know what it was, that we would just be like, mm, well, let's just take some pictures and look into it later. Like, mm. surely. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean we've had some weird UK stuff happen. So like there, there's a US base. No, no. <laughs> that was pretty weird. <laughs> well, yeah, that is pretty weird. Brexit. Well, I, I, you know, I wonder if I wonder if UFO sightings will go up as a result of Brexit. <laughs> yeah, unidentified I, EU airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's the 1980 Rendlesham Forest incident. 
And in in the light of what's just been said, you kind of can't help feeling that it must be a load of nonsense. <laughs> but basically, the, the personnel involved in that actually said that they'd gone up to the spacecraft and touched it, and this unidentified uh... object that had landed in the woods and the US military people based in Suffolk in, in the UK yeah. actually went up and touched this UFO, which I believe would make it an encounter of the second kind. Yes, I guess so. But wait, was it one person um, who went up to it? Several base personnel. That's weird. Yeah. And gone up and touched the thing. Was it, was it all a big dare? How funny would it be, guys? I think if we it all was... if we all said it, they can't they can't disbelieve all of us, right? <laughs> and then they giggle. Well, it's definitely easier to believe that than than it is an alien spacecraft. Yes. I mean, we 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 could we could we could start to come up with at least a thousand different hypotheses <laughs> yeah. that are more likely. How many times in the history of mankind have groups of people collectively lied? Has that ever happened? <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, we, yeah, I mean, it's worth talking about this this whole idea of the null hypothesis. Mm. That's the jump from UFO to ETH. Yeah. That's the bit that's the most annoying, isn't yeah. it? Because, of course, there's unidentified objects. And actually, there may be... There's a little bit of me that sympathises with our, our boy uh, from the original quote, Joseph Allen Hynek, yeah. that... There is a kind of his, there's, there's there is this historical thing now that UFOs don't deserve scientific kind of consideration. Kind of merit, right? Yeah, but but where do you sit on that? Do you think they well, should? Well, first of all, there's a problem that there's unidentified everything in every field. If you go into medicine and you start talking about like uh, <laughs> you unidentified medical diseases, you would get a bunch. And if you go into like every field has unidentified things. Um, I think like you pointed out, the problem is that people are so quick to jump from we don't know what this is to therefore it must be this very small subset of things that it could be that is really unlikely. I think everything mm. deserves as much scientific investigation as we can afford. Um, but from all the anecdotes that we're reading, it sounds like every time we've tried to, it's been, it's it's been pretty clear that that there has been no sighting so far. Um, and and one of my favorite quotes, which I quote often in the context of you know finding life on exoplanets and stuff, because that's what I study, is that extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidences. If there was something that was genuinely an unidentified flying object that entered our atmosphere and was seen, you know, by by governments, not like random people in the forest, and we all agreed that there were several different hypotheses and none of them worked out, then of course that would deserve like ongoing merit. But I feel like in its current state, there's not that many sightings. Mo nearly all of them do get an answer, which is weather balloon, usually. So it's not really mm. like an ongoing field of research in that way. It's not something that we can like go and be like, right, we're going to go look for some UFOs right now because like it's not something that you can go and like study in the field like such. Um, but I, th I liked your medical, in some ways, your medical thing about there being, you know, uh, things that we don't know, unidentified yeah. There's illnesses. a bunch. We don't think that's alien uh, diseases. <laughs> no, but exactly. Yeah, we don't think. Yeah, that he's always oh, obviously he's obviously possessed yeah. by. Uh, but also, there's a really interesting element to that as well, where where 
when people get ill, they might have a range of illnesses. Precisely. And it's the same and it's the same with UFOs. There may be a complete range yeah. of explanations. Exactly. And you don't you don't study human illness in general. Yeah. You study cancer or you study exactly. AIDS or you study right, COVID-19. Right. Yeah. And and uh, and and you try and sort of go and and therefore yeah, it's a bit like, you know, when you get sick putting it down to just this one simple explanation. Precisely. Which, of course, actually is very similar to kind of other bits of woo, <laughs> yeah. let's call it, where, which you see in medicine as well, where, where it's like, yeah, his chakras are Yeah, blind. right. Well, actually, it, I guess it's the similar sort of people are going to believe in that, that are going to believe in... Because the most frustrating thing about it is that ufologists sometimes bring up Occam's razor. Yeah as their reason why UFOs are that the extraterrestrial hypothesis is, is they've used Occam's razor to get there because there's lots of phenomena, crop circles, abduction, Mm -hmm. cattle mutilation, all those (coughs) sort of things. And they can all be explained by this one phenomena. So therefore that's the simplest explanation. Occam's razor. It's like, no, that's not how you use it. It's funny you say that because just the other day I read um, a funny quote and I'm I'm mad because I can't remember who the scientists in question were, but it was an example of these two scientists who are famous and I don't remember who they are, but anyway, and they were looking at some kind of uh, like cyclotron result or something. And one of them was saying that, look at these five slides of, of, of results. Um, there sh- this is showing that there's a new particle. And then the other guy was like, well, no, because in this one, you know, you can see that there's a distortion here. So that's probably an error. And in this one, you can see it's like slanted or whatever. So that's an error. And um, only in this one does it look like something. Um, but you have an error of one in five. So this, this is not significant. And the first guy was trying to claim the Occam's razor. He was saying, you have these five different explanations, whereas I have this one explanation that this, that explains it all. But then the other person said something like, yeah, but the difference is that all five of mine make sense and your one explanation does not. And this is the thing. It is Occam's Racer. They're just five separate Occam Racers going in different directions. It's not Occam's Racer to just funnel everything into one answer and say boom there you go that's the easiest one they're all they're on in their own right the easiest answer for that context well not only that i think occam's razor is more about what assumptions you have to make rather than it being a simple explanation and so if you talk about ufos and the extraterrestrial hypothesis they think that their explanation is simple. Well, it's just visiting aliens. But the thing about that is, yeah. I've got an explanation that says, well, it could be an aerial phenomena that we don't know about. We know that we don't know every aerial Thank phenomena you, yes. there is, right? We also know, we also, it's not an assumption. We know that there are psychological things going on in our brains that we don't fully understand and we know about paradox. Have you ever had uh, floaters in your eyes? We know about- Hello? <laughs> Exactly. Floaters in your eyes. We know about artifacts in cameras. So we know lots of things that aren't assumptions. However, to say that it's an extraterrestrial uh, uh, intelligence is assuming that aliens have built spacecraft that are capable of traveling the vast distances of space. And why would you assume that? In other words, the null hypothesis 
is all those other things. And I, I blame Sherlock Holmes a little <laughs> bit. So Sherlock Holmes had this quote, and, and I think it's really, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good one because it's slightly wrong. The Sherlock Holmes, I, I like yeah. the quote, and, and in most cases Hit it me. works. But, but for this, it's, it's, it's the once you eliminate the impossible, mm-hmm. whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Right, so yeah. it, you can understand the ufologist saying, "Well, I've eliminated the impossible. We know it's not a Russian aircraft. We know it's not yeah. an American weather balloon. So it's it. So I know it's improbable that aliens have visited, but that's got to be the truth because I've 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 got <laughs> rid of all the other possibilities. But of course." It doesn't take into account the things that we don't know. Com- we don't know what we don't know. It, yeah, so there's things we know can yeah. be possibilities, but but what about all the things that we don't know? The quote know? should be... You haven't ruled those exactly. out. Exactly. The quote should be, when you eliminate the most statistically improbable, analyze the, ne- yeah. the, the second least statistically <laughs> improbable, and then keep yeah. going up the chain until you arrive at the answer. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. So the Sherlock Holmes quote, unfortunately, yeah. has that little twist in it, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah. Like, I, I, the 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 premise. It's not. It, it's not factually incorrect, but it just needs to be interpreted yeah. with a a, a big uh, handful of salt. <laughs> and yeah. In other words, once you eliminate the impossible, but eliminating the impossible is almost impossible to do. You just don't have the list of of possible things, and therefore you can't. You can't have ruled out all the different yeah. possibilities because you don't have a complete list. Exactly. And I think a lot of people of also don't know how statistics work in the sense that, like we said with, with uh, the medical analogy, the most extreme, rare, um, insanely unlikely scenarios that do happen to people, usually what's happening is a combination of more than one condition. It's like if if someone happens to, you know, be born with this particular condition and then they catch this rare disease or something, you know, like some kind of interaction. And when when you multiply statistically unlikely events, like you get a new kind of statistic for that thing. And I think there's all these hidden assumptions in if you're saying aliens visited you, you in the same way that if you wanted to multiply or combine the statistical likelihoods of like, uh, your camera had a little fritz, and then also there was this weird weather pattern, and also a weather balloon happened to fly by. Maybe those three combined to give you a statistical likelihood of like this weird photo coming out, right? That's one likelihood. But then for the uh, likelihood of intelligence life visiting, that's not just one probability event. That is, like we said, all of these other assumptions that like, First of all, life exists. Second of all, they're able to travel. Um, they're, you know, able to enter our atmosphere fine. And like, there's all of these other ones that are also being um, combined together to give a, a likelihood. And it's just, it, the, the, the maths don't check out. No. And, but unfortunately, and I no. mean, maybe I'm biased because I've, you know, if any of our listeners um, are bona fide, like, complete ufologist believers and you want to convince us great because i i will confess that my kind of view of that kind of person comes more from like louis theroux weird weekends episodes like that's the kind of mental image i have I, but i know absolutely i need this is this is a bit of a taster if there is someone listening who wants to 
because we've had Marcus on before and he talked about the, the moon landings being a hoax. And so I'm quite, it's always good to get that kind of person on. And I, I, I love, I love the chats with, with the people on the, you know, we, we might, we might be wrong. Hey, hey what do we know? know. I, I, I I've think never it, seen it. I think it's unlikely though. <laughs> statistically <laughs> unlikely. But on this, it's, it's statistically unlikely. I mean, but that's it, isn't it? I think if they are right, They've used Occam's razor, yeah. and therefore, if they if if they are right that it's aliens, then they've just been incredibly yeah. lucky, as in it's just a fluke because they hadn't eliminated all the other things, they hadn't considered competing hypotheses yeah. enough, and they've used really weak forms of evidence for it. But not only that, that it's all circular reasoning, isn't it? As yeah. well, because. We said the reason why they used Occam's razor is because it was crop circles, alien abductions, and 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 things like that. But all these things started when people started thinking about aliens. Well, precisely. And so, obviously, all these things are happening because we were thinking about aliens. So therefore, aliens are going to be a good explanation right. for no, them. You're absolutely I mean, right. it just it's but it, but that's totally circular. But the other one that I think is big is this sort of uh, God of the Gaps. It's true because we don't know that it isn't true. So this is like a classic ufologist. Isn't that the ufologist. Russell teapot, like, with more steps? <laughs> well, yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's it's good old Uncle Bertie's teapot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it, you can't prove, you can't yeah, tell me that there's not a teapot That's a logical fallacy about the burden of proof. That's not something that you can... Yeah. Because therefore I could just say that that I I can fly and... Only I can prove you otherwise, but I don't feel like flying right now, so... Yeah, well, <laughs> UFO isn't a plane, therefore it's an alien spe spacecraft. Well, you don't know that it isn't. Yeah, I mean, that's the argument, essentially. That's the thing. That comes from a slight misunderstanding of that, that whole mm. phrase. And it's another one where a phrase isn't quite complete. The absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. I love that quote, right? yes. That's a good and, quote. And it is a great quote, but it's not quite but right again. As in, it, it's it's yeah. useful. It actually should say, absence of evidence is evidence for absence, but not proof of Thank absence. Thank you. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. All that scientific work that did go into UFOs right at the beginning, it just kept yeah. coming up with nothing. And the more nothing that you right. come up with is evidence you're for right, absence. You're right, you're absolutely right. It's not proof of no. absence, but it's certainly evidence that there is, that it's less likely. But you can never disprove it because it's a, proving a yeah. negative is impossible. No, you're absolutely right. I, I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. That's true. I think, like, evidence does not mean proof in the sense that, you know, if you were, if you were in court, um, there could be a bunch of evidence in either direction. Mm. And and the, the proof, as in the ruling, would come from, which stack of evidence combined with a a supported argument gives gives a more probable interpretation of what is right well i'll give you a scenario of of of, 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 mm. of precisely that imagine i was having a really vicious argument with someone in the pub everyone could see <laughs> yeah. it and then i said i'm going to kill yeah. you and then dragged the guy down right. to the park and i dragged him down to the park and said i'm not really going to kill you but at yeah. that moment an alien came down and stabbed the guy <laughs> to death in front of me. And I'm going, oh, my God. And then he flies mm. off. I go to court and I would definitely go down for that murder. Right. 
even though it wasn't true. I, it was an yeah. alien that killed the guy. But the weight of evidence is just massively against me. So it's not saying that it's total yeah. proof. And this is also... But you, you can never have it. And when you said earlier <laughs> about where I stand on like the, the merit of investigating these things, that you, you've kind of summarized it. I am currently uh, looking around at all the miscellaneous piles of evidence, some coming from ufologists, some coming from ufo apologists, if you will. And and I'm gonna go with the with the stack of evidence that's more convincing to me, which is the one about the lack of evidence. And and that also tells me that there's not a current urgent need to investigate this field. But if this if the ratio changes, then I'll change. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. These Nimitz videos are actually pretty interesting in the fact that they sum everything that you've just said up really mm. neatly because it's like the moment you put any effort into looking at those videos, yeah. they're qu I mean, actually, it doesn't take... It doesn't take, like, an expert to, to break them down. Do you want to say what they're about uh, or what they show? I'm going to do the Go Fast video, right? So there's a warship called the, the Nimitz, the USS Nimitz, and actually there's another one, the USS Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> and they have fighter jets that fly right. off them. They're aircraft carriers, and they have fly, fighter jets that fly, fly off them with unbelievable technology on board, right? So, the, you know, these fighter jets have incredible technology that is normally infrared yeah. cameras that can gimbal and zoom in on things not only zoom in on them but lock on them as right. well so this is high-end technology which is one of the things why they didn't want to release the videos because the videos themselves have quite a bit of technical information sure. about what the these jets the are capable of yeah. And yeah yeah the capacity and capability of these jets so anyway they get leaked because the pilots obviously think these definitely are aliens. really interesting <laughs> videos, right? Yeah, they're definitely aliens. Well, I mean, none of the pilots actually say that. Yeah. But what this is another one that 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 they go on the news and they're held as experts. But of course, the pilots themselves they 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 know how to fly a plane. <laughs> yeah. They're probably expert at that. But I do doubt their expertise on say uh, analyzing infrared. Right. Uh, footage, right? So they may not be experts on that, but they're always held up as. A, so you've got. These UFOs and the go fast one is basically you see a little dot and the 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 video operator manages to get a lock on it and which he gets very excited about and it is really mm. cool. Like in terms of his ability to operate the camera <laughs> and gimbal it down and get a lock on this object is like pretty stunning. Yeah. Right. And bear in mind that the plane is flying at close to the speed of sound That's itself. Crazy. Probably wobbling around. And you've got this camera that's able to, you know, gimbal yeah. and, and move around and pick out objects that are a long way away, not quite 100 miles away, but that sort yeah. of distance. Now, if you look at the, f if you look at the footage, you, you, it looks like there's this little ball that's traveling very, very fast, yeah. right? And... But if you look at the numbers on the on the actual screen, you can tell roughly how far away it is. Mm -hmm. You can see the field of view of the camera and you can work out that this object is about a metre long, right? Okay. You can just make out there's a kind of oscillation to it as well. Interesting. And it seems to be flying very fast. But if you have an, a, an object that's 
quite a long way away and you're traveling very fast, right. then the background to that object looks like it's moving fast as well. So it makes the object look like it's moving oh, fast. Pa which is just a parallax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like when right? you when you're driving down the road and like you watch the trees go past you in the car compared to the yeah. mountains in the background. Yeah, exactly. So the trees in the front, the trees by the side yeah. of the road are going much faster exactly. than the, the mountains in the background. Exactly the same thing. What is about a meter long flies quite high above the sea and oscillates. Can you think of anything? Aliens. <laughs> aliens or could it be a goose or a duck yes. or a seabird yes. or something a large seabird flapping its wings and the parallax making it look as though it's going very very yes. fast it even has a similar heat really? signature to a bird in i.e the temperature that you see is that that you would expect a, a a bird that's flapping its wings. So I mean, it's it's literally if you were to just if if you were to make a guess of yeah. what it was, it's still unidentified by yeah, the way because yeah. you can't prove What's it's a bird. What's his name, Greg? Who knows? We don't yeah, know exactly, exactly. But but why you would jump to the fact that it's an alien <laughs> spacecraft and and the way that it's reported yeah. on the news is quite literally ludicrous. I'm really, really it's, it's cracking up at the idea of this like incredibly well-trained pilot who's like, I got him, boys, and it's a goose. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, the, well, the funny thing is it, the, the video cuts yeah. off, right? So I reckon that the pilots know exactly what like, it is oh. and they say what it is. But of course, the person <laughs> who's leaked the video thinks it's yeah. funnier to, to, to have this kind of, oh, my God, yeah. what is it? What is it? And, of course, the pilots may actually have worked out what it was, and the operator may have worked out right. what it was. The, uh, but it's like, oh, come on, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And, it's, and, and it's a similar sort of thing with the Tic Tac video as well. You, you can go and watch. I tell you, the, the, one of the best debunkers for this sort of stuff is, is a guy called Thunderfoot, and he does, some really, he does a really good one on the Tic Tac one because – he is an infrared camera specialist, mm. and he says, you know, the, the thing that's that's that he noticed is the fact that metal yep. objects reflect infrared yes. light, right? So what looks like a, an object disappearing might be an object no longer reflecting something like the sky. Yes. <laughs> Back at the yeah. camera, right? And <laughs> or its engines back at the camera. So it's like it hasn't. No, and for listeners who don't know, I mean, infrared cameras. What they are really recording is heat, right? And and um, they work very differently from from the normal optical cameras that we use and take pictures with. Um, what what you're seeing is basically it's kind of like it's not colors, but it's intensities. So you're you're seeing light and dark. You're seeing high amounts and low amounts. Um, so they work very differently and you can't really compare it to, to, if you look at an infrared photograph and you try to deduce things from it or interpret things, comparing it to your knowledge of how, how photographs work, then, then there's a lot of room for errors there. Yeah, more than a there's lot There's basically <laughs> only room for errors. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I actually think all of those videos from the Nimitz and, and, and from... Theodore yeah. Roosevelt, and, and there was another one, another Russell, yeah. actually, another warship called the Russell. They, they all have got videos, and I actually think they're pretty easy to sort of yeah, debunk and I say. Agree. They're mostly, they're either other aircraft or they're, they're birds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, 
there's a lot of birds. Yeah, it's it's an easier explanation than saying it's an it's alien yeah, technology, I, or or even Russians with or Chinese with ludicrous there's technology. There's a lot of more birds than there are foreign. God, we're boring, aren't we? Where's our sense of whimsy? I hope yeah. people weren't pressing well, this, being like, well, "This is why there are UFOs in your house right now." Like, <laughs> sorry guys, well, science I, only. A, I I saw I saw a really really funny Tim Peake interview. Oh, yeah. Tim Peake obviously being the UK astronaut. And he was saying that when he was on the International Space Station, he was looking out and he was used to, uh, you know, cargo mm-hmm. vehicles like the Soyuz and possibly the Dragon as well coming towards the yep. ISS. And you would see the lights in the distance and they would come towards you. And he was looking out the window one day in the in the As cupola. you do. And he was looking, as you do, he's looking out, and um, I can't remember what other astronaut he was with. And he's looking out, he goes, that's funny, there's some lights coming towards us. He goes, are, are we expecting a vehicle today? And the other one goes, oh no, we're God. not expecting a vehicle. And he's like, but can you see that? And the other astronaut leans into the window and goes, yeah, I can see that. He goes, what on, oh, my God, what is it? There's something coming towards us with lights on, right? And they, and, and it's like... Oh my god! It, it's happening. Is it, is it a UFO? And they're like, <laughs> actually, like going, what, what? What is it? And they 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 can't work yeah. out what it is. And then eventually, they work out. Tim Pete notices what it is, and do you know what it oh ends up being? A goose. No, <laughs> a very high flying With goose. On. <laughs> no, it turns out that it was the Russian Wii. Coming out of the Russian end of the oh my space station. It was leaking out into space, becoming <laughs> crystallized and reflecting the lights. And and that's what they that's could see. Hilarious. Was basically frozen Russian. Frozen wheat. urine. So it just goes to show that even a trained pilot, yeah, and Tim Peake is a test Jesus, pilot. Of course. And like a super high end test pilot. And then pilot, the other one astronaut. who came in. And the other one is yeah. also a test pilot and and an astronaut. Yet they were both fooled into th- into by an optical illusion into thinking that it was something with lights coming towards. There's the ISS. a I don't know if a book report or book uh, recommendations are allowed on here, but um, there's a fantastic book. Um, I'm biased because he's Swedish. Hans Rosling. You maybe know him. He's he's very famous. He's done a lot of TED talks, um, and he has a book called Factfulness. And the the idea is very much like to play on the word mindfulness that, you know, you should be mindful of things and like try to be Zen and in the moment. And his point is that you should be the same when you try to interpret the world around you. Whenever you read a number, a statistic, a report on, you know, like X hundred people died in this earthquake or, or things like this. There should be some kind of factfulness practice where you think, right, what does this number mean? What does it mean oh, in context? I love oh, it's, this. I think both Obama and Bill Gates or something like that both recommend it as like, this is the book every human ever should read. And I completely stand by that as well, being um, in the same uh, level as those two. <clears throat> and um, <laughs> it's a really fantastic book. And it goes through like a couple of different ways in which we tend to overreact or misunderstand things when they are happening to us. And and one of the points that he raises, there's like one chapter per thing and he, he does talk about like this adrenaline decision making that we have as humans. We always just assume like if there's a fear in the back of our mind, 
that something could happen, if there's even a tiny sign of it, we're like, that's it, it's happening. The ghost is coming out of my wardrobe. Um, like my, my, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like any kind of fear that you have, yeah. if you are looking for aliens, you're gonna find, you're gonna find evidence for aliens. I love the explanation that that is caused by our evolution. As in, if you're Absolutely. walking in, in, in the, if you're walking in the savanna and there's rustling in the yeah. grass, you can say, it may not be a lion, <laughs> or you yeah. can say it's a lion. Yeah. Right. You can just assume that it's going to be a lion. Now, who's the more likely to survive? Yeah. The one that says Pro it might not be a lion. A I'll go snail. and investigate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a snail. If yeah. it is a lion, they're going to die and no, and not have any right. children. Whereas the one that's that that, that yeah. jumps to the conclusion, it's a lion. I'm just gonna. Here's my heuristic. Yeah. Here's my rule of thumb. If I see that the grass moving, yeah. it's a lion, and we're we're stuck yes. with that m tens, mode of thinking. That's exactly exactly tens what of we're thousands stuck of years later. Here we are, a bunch of monkeys with anxiety, and the world has yeah, called. monkeys <laughs> thinking we see yeah. UFOs, and then they're scared to go to work. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, there there's so much human psychology at work at all times, and and um, like we touched upon, we're come full circle now. Like we said, everyone's got a freaking phone uh, in their pocket at all times, and and the fact that now that people are, I don't know, maybe more aware of of uh, and and aliens have also become less of like a flying saucer type of thing in the media. Um, your your. Uh, probably more or less likely to uh, be interpreting things that you see as such, depending on how much media you've consumed recently about that thing. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I, I must get that it's factfulness incredible. book. That sounds ab absolutely up my street, and I should definitely be giving it to the students. The one that I've been talking to my students about a lot is the is the Carl Sagan's baloney detection kit. Oh, yes. I th uh, that's really really that good really it's another one where you you, you you can apply to ufos really it's it's the, the moment you apply it to that it's you it it's fairly obvious that that you end up with the right answer which is there's unidentified flying yeah. objects but that does not make them extraterrestrial in yeah. origin because the amount of assumptions that you have to make yeah. That uh, and I like to th in my mind I think of things like everyone having a camera phone now, everyone having the internet, everyone having access to loading up their things on YouTube mm -hmm. and Instagram videos and stuff like that. Yet there is still no convincing evidence yeah. for UFOs. I, I, it feels like the 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 the, the foil hat yeah. brigade are being painted into a corner. And when that happens, you you there's all the special pleading comes out yeah. and all that. Yeah, but you know the the tech on these spacecrafts they can't be picked up on cameras. Right, and it's, it's like, beyond the. But mm. don't you understand? This is just now. You you now have to get into that special pleading all the way down to to the corner of the room where you've painted yourself. We're naming into all it. the logical fallacies and, and, today. We got special pleading, moving yeah, the goalposts yeah. as well. Here, <laughs> Added, Yeah. Well, yeah, they definitely move the goalposts, but. So, what? How are we going to conclude this? What's your conclusion about <laughs> well, UFOs? Actually, then? my 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 final conclusion is is maybe one that comes from a place of sympathy because I also realized that when you have gone down the rabbit hole of you know the government is covering this up and and they're all you know 
having to hide it because they made an agreement with uh, the aliens that they'll blow us up if we talk about it too much, you know, whatever. And if you are already of that belief, then any further evidence is just, it's just going to be, in their eyes, biased from the enemy. So if they're saying the government's covering it up, and then we say, well, actually, the government did a bunch of reports and say that they haven't covered it up, then they're going to be like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, it's really hard to convince someone who is distrusting experts and research to to try to convince them otherwise with experts and research. That goes back to flat earthers, doesn't it? I I do sympathise with that position because in some ways they are the true sceptics that don't believe anything that they haven't seen with their own eyes and therefore any knowledge that's been built hard earned by science over yeah. the last 2000 years they can't fully accept it yeah it's kind of not how life works yeah. when you go to the shops if you see a can of baked yeah. beans you trust there is an element of trust that Heinz have actually put yeah, baked beans right. in that you're can right and 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 I, I i think we have to build that same element yeah. of trust with science, and of course, if you don't trust, you know, if I don't trust Heinz, then, then you can't I buy anything. Buy Heinz baked beans from the show. You can't no. buy anything. Yes, you, you can't be like buy ripping anything. things up in Tesco uh, like a lunatic. Yeah, like a lunatic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 really hard, isn't it? I, I mean, I I also do sympathise a little bit with the fact that maybe UF some UFO sightings maybe should have scientific um, research done yeah. into them, but. I think what's the point of having this big umbrella term Absolutely. of UFOs? Why not why not research just the individual things on a case by case basis? Fully agree. So it's like you're not a you you know, just because you you investigated that particular mm-hmm. phenomena, what makes what makes you want to investigate this particular phenomena? And if you are keep interested in all these different phenomena, is it because you're trying to cherry pick the evidence to make it look yeah. as though it's extraterrestrials? <laughs> and it's just like probably yes. It's it's weird, yeah. isn't it? I think there's a there's a cute sense of uh, irony that uh, you know the the classic like UFO believer sticker is I want to believe. I think that's weirdly telling. I want. To believe, not I have reason to believe. Mm. I want to believe. <laughs> yeah, well, wanting to yeah. believe is normally my heuristic for there is danger here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wanting to yeah. believe is precisely why you should be extra exactly. suspicious of that particular I belief. W- because yeah, I want to. I want to believe in an afterlife. I want to believe that <laughs> kind I kind of. Yeah. I'd, but um, that makes me extra yeah. suspicious that there probably isn't one. I want to believe that I can eat an entire birthday cake at zero calories, but that's because I can't believe, because that's simply not true. Sometimes I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Only sometimes. It's a, there, there's <laughs> sometimes. a varying degree of butter Other times believability. I can believe that I can't believe is not butter. I'm suspicious that this is butter, I say, opening the Heinz ah. beans in Tesco. Right, well, I've got a competition. I want... Uh, a spodcat to send in their very best UFO sighting. I thought you were gonna. And I'm gonna read read it out and put the picture if they have one on Yay! the website. I thought you were gonna say uh, send in your best alien impersonation. 
<laughs> or you could say, well, you could do that. <laughs> bonus assignment. Or your best hoax, yeah. you know, if you're really good at hoaxing these things. I mean, because that's the other thing that's proliferated on YouTube, I've noticed, is people doing very convincing home video that's footage true. using sophisticated CGI of... So it's in the world of deep fake, <laughs> uh, it's going to be impossible, yeah. isn't it, to, to kind of have evidence anymore, which is going to muddy the water unbelievably I hate the so. future. Get me out of here. <laughs> I, hate I hate the future. The future. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> we better end it. Oh, well, that, well thanks very much, Lynn, for, My for coming pleasure, on and chatting. My pleasure, as always. UFOs. It was for Jelly. Thanks, thanks Jelly. for the suggestion. It, it, it's definitely one that we should have done a long time ago. And, as I, and, and the offer is definitely open to anyone who wants to come on and chat about... UFOs and why me and, and Matt are wrong. And put, uh, yeah, and why we are wrong. Then we're more than happy to to, to talk about it. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I just don't get the connection between UFOs and e and extraterrestrial yeah. hypothesis. The ETH that there doesn't seem to be. There's a massive. It's a bit like saying every unnamed baby is called Bob. Just because it's unidentified yeah. doesn't mean that it's this one thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bit like if someone mysteriously yeah. dies. It's like you said, if someone mysteriously yeah. dies, it wasn't an unknown illness. It was an, an alien. Yeah. It must have been an alien. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, if, yeah. So it's obviously something and, bad's and I think happened. Well, Takeaway message and something, again, factfulness, great book. Um, something it covers is that we tend to jump to conclusions without combining reasons. And nearly nothing in this life is black and white. There's nearly always multiple uh, causes or mm. catalysts or whatever. And I think. 99.9% .9 of things that aren't easily explained. It's There is a simple explanation in the sense, not simple as in not complex, but simple as in only, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I know exactly what I mean. Really, it, it's we're always looking for a simple yeah. narrative, aren't we? And a simple narrative to, to a whole collection yeah of unidentified aerial objects it is is extraterrestrial but yeah it, just because it's a simple explanation that isn't Occam's no. razor because it requires That's far Occam's too many assumptions across a huge yeah, it's river bridge. of statistics <laughs> <laughs> a little a little uh, a little fact Ooh. for you i used to i used to live next to Occam the place oh, really? Occam. i used to take the kids paintballing in Occam which is where Occam's That's razor. Is I didn't from. know that. I didn't know it was a place. It's not a person. Yeah, yeah. It's a little. Yeah, it's a. It's it, well, no. It was a. It was a. I think he was a vicar or something like that in the town. Did of he Ockham. name the town, so or did the town as, name him? <laughs> no, no. He was some. He was. He was something like something something of Occam. Occam's bishop's and razors no, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and now it's and now so it's becomes right. Occam's razor. But yeah, it's it's named after the the little Surrey Aww. village. That's at the M25. Yeah, if you're on the A3, yeah. you get to the M25. Yeah. That is Ockham, the junction of the that A3 makes sense. And, the A and the M25. I, what, why yeah. I've never heard of it? Because I hate the M25. So <laughs> avoid it at all costs. <laughs> avoid exactly. at all costs. But Ockham's costs. nice, yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is actually. It's quite a nice little place. There's a nice Do little they sell souvenir razors? Company. 
<laughs> do you know what they really globes. should do? But I'd, <laughs> I, I'd honestly think the people of Ockham are, are blissfully unaware of Ockham's razor. That, and their is that place some in kind history. of irony there? Like the Yeah. <laughs> They've assumed that it's someone's name. Like I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's it. Bye! Bye, my Bye. Bye. Bye.